Constructing your life is about much more than just building a bank account. Each week, join real estate entrepreneur and mindset coach Austin Linney as he interviews guests who are constructing their dream lives and impacting the world around them on a daily basis. If you're an entrepreneur or wanting to start a business, or you just want to hear motivating stories of how others have overcome the odds, you are in the right place. And now for your host, Austin Linney. Guys, welcome back to Construct Your Life. So happy to have y'all in here. I'm gonna, we have me, Lan, nah. She got me to say it right, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> well this done. Is the, this is the hardest part of the podcast for me is getting people's names right because I don't want to disrespect them. Guys, she's here today to talk about hustle, her favorite word. She loves to hustle. She loves to work her face off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we are going to talk about the anti, the opposite. So how are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing I'm doing okay. <laughs> she's hanging in there, guys. She's playing her today. We appreciate it. You know, guys, she will suggest that you warm up before you sw- start swinging kettlebells around, especially heavy heavyweight kettlebells, <laughs> definitely warm up. Don't do it at the end of the day when you've been working all day, and then you decide to get a workout in and you jump right in with the heavy heaviest kettlebell you own. You kind of, you know, it's kind of like um, that reminds me of working really. Mm-hmm. When you jump in and you go full on without warming up. You end up hurt. That's kind of it's I love that analogy because basically what you're doing is you're not you're not putting yourself first. You're not priming yourself. You're just, you know, um, this is two weeks ago. I spent some time for the first time in three years with my best with my best friends uh, from high school. And I can't stand their jobs like I can't. They all work in corporate. They're all bosses. And like he was working up to the golf course. Like he was working like because uh, he didn't work on the golf course. Uh, no, he actually didn't. Thank goodness. But he like finished what he was doing. But his analyst dropped the ball while he was on vacation. And he had to, he was working like 4 a.m. every morning, uh, getting like two hours of sleep. And it, it, it drives me crazy that that is the strain that corporate America puts on people that if they ex- I wouldn't say they expect it because they're not outwardly expecting it. But that is that is where we are in society. And that's what you preach and it's what you're about. And so what I like to do with my guests is kind of let them share their story and we can go from there. Yeah. Did you say the analyst dropped the boat while he was on vacation? Yes. And basically just said <laughs> tough cookies. Isn't that kind yeah. of expected? Normal as it should be? <laughs> Truth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all vacations are, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, my story uh, to keep it fairly short here is, you know, I used to hustle a lot and, um, originally from Bulgaria, that's where the accent is from. And when I'm hurt, the accent shows up even more so. So (laughs) that's what happens, but, um, came to America to chase the American dream and get an MBA in international marketing in San Diego, and then get into a marketing career, which was my dream. Love marketing, always uh, been intrigued by it. And, um, Got going with that. I, I worked for a media company before the dot com, way before the dot com. When I started there, 
internet division and had to explain to people how to spell Google at parties and told them that it's a great search engine. <laughs> <laughs> so definitely dating myself, but yeah, I've been, uh, been uh, dealing with internet marketing, online marketing since 96, 97. I remember presenting to a, a room full of people on, on the, on the potential of internet marketing uh, back then when they were just putting, you know, 5%, 7% of their budgets to online and, and look at what the pandemic did. All of a sudden, overnight success, everybody's online. So yeah. Um, so then I, um, after working for the media company, mm-hmm. I uh, worked for a ski resort for 10 years, got paid to ski. It was a great job. But at some point in time, I kind of got done dealing with the bureaucracy and the paperwork. And um, um, I wasn't really able to really perform as a, as a marketing director because it was a quasi-government agency. So I decided to, uh, social media was really picking up and I decided to start my own digital marketing agency. And it did really, really well. I had phenomenal clients. Um, I worked with some celebrities like Madonna and Steve Nash. I worked with uh, a lot of brands in the wellness Wellness and travel and, and tourism, you know, the Ritz, Squaw Valley, UFC Gym. I got a team of people around me, a lot of millennials and, and Gen Zers. Um, and I ended up managing a lot of um, managing and training and doing project management. I ended up working 18 hour days following Gary V's formula for success, which um, is work all the time. Mm-hmm. My health started to deteriorate. My husband wasn't happy because I was working all the time. I was never present with him. I lost all my friends because I never had time for my friends. And, you know, success on the outside uh, showed pretty empty on the inside, actually. So I decided it's time to do something drastically different. Ended up going to uh, Mexico to a small fishing village for 10 days to finally get a little vacation in after three years of working. It turned out uh, a digital detox trip by default because there was just no internet in town. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, during that time, I was uh, decided to learn how to kiteboard. And as I was floating in the ocean, it came to me that um, there's more to life than working. And what am I doing with with my life? My parents both passed away early from health issues and I did not want to follow their footsteps. So I decided that I have to change my life around. Came back to the US and uh, started to make changes slowly. You know, it wasn't overnight, but um, dissolved the company. I went back to freelancing. Um, The team went on on their own paths, got rid of the office. And then one thing led to another. We started spending four or five months out of the year in Mexico, living in, an, in our airstream, working from the airstream while kiteboarding in the afternoon and walking barefoot to the beach and got my health back. And uh, I was making more money working way less hours. I ended up signing up with the Human Potential Coaching Institute where I train in biohacking, mindfulness, a lot of mindfulness practices in there and just kind of upgrading my own mind and body. And during that program, I had this clarity of, I have a bigger purpose in the world than to just do marketing. So I wanted to start something um, to inspire people to actually live their full life as opposed to being a slave to their business while still getting the financial freedom and abundance they need to manage their lifestyle. And so on Hustle was uh, born. What do you... 
obviously they can listen to social media and they can listen to their parents, but where do you think the disconnect is with people? I just don't, I don't understand why they feel the need to put in these, look, I work just like everybody else does Mondays, Tuesdays, Wednesdays are my busy days. And then I kind of slack off, not slack off, but slide off in the week. And I've, I've learned that that works for me. Where do you think the disconnect in society is where people feel like they need to work this hard? Yeah. I mean, that's a great question. And we can just focus on that question for the rest of the conversation, but really um, there's a couple of things that show up for me when, when I started doing all my research, see, I wanted to, I wanted to, prove to myself that it's not that I'm not crazy and I'm just not the only one out there saying, oh, you can work less and make more. Um, because that a lot of people look at that and like, there's no way, right? Um, and so I had to dig into the research and the studies and the data and the psychology behind all of this and the history behind all of this. Um, and so if you start looking at why do we even work 40 hour days? Where does this come from, right? Well, it comes from the Industrial Revolution, from Henry Ford, from where he decided that it was actually more beneficial for him to put people on on, on three shifts during the day and give people more leisure time so they can have the time and have the money to buy his cars. And now all of a sudden, 100 years later, we're following the same the same norm, but we're no longer going to factories. We're no longer putting our gray suits and and going to work on a you know factory line, we're using our brains. And the science uh, for all of us who you know use our brains says that you can't push your brain more than three hours in a very highly focused productive state. So let's double that. Let's say it's six hours. We spend um, a lot of our time in the non-busy work, you know, in the emails, in the in notifications, in the slacks, in the in the WhatsApps, in the Facebook. So we, we're dealing with a lot of distractions. But back to where does it come from? Our culture, especially in the Western world, values success in the way of money and titles and fame. And now remember, I came to this country to pursue a, a better lifestyle. You know, my parents sold a house in Bulgaria, gave me all the money they had from that house, which was $11,431, and said, that's all we can do. Good luck. It was a lot of money. I ripped through the money in six months. So I had to, you know, put myself through through um, my master's degree doing eight jobs at the same time. So I value money a lot and there's nothing wrong with making money, but the way we're making it is, is wrong. And not only that, but at some point in time, science shows that if you're making over, let's say, $100,000 a year, you're not really that much happier, but your stress level increases unless you're like donating your money. So, so there's some kind of a balance ratio there. Well, what's interesting to me is I think we've somehow we've screwed up that we think time in work matters more than being effective. And one of the things we talk about all the time is being potent with your time, like working and being effective. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people out there, mentors that I look up to that believe if you can't get everything done that you need to in a concentrated four or five hours a day, then you're not focused. It's a simple exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what it comes down to. And so uh, we we skew our priorities. Instead of focusing on, you know, three or four things every day, we focus on 20. And then we scatter our energy, we scatter our, our focus, and then we end up not doing anything. And then we end up feeling not fulfilled at the end of the day. So you keep working. 
So there's a lot of expectations coming into the into the play. There's uh, you know your ego that comes into the, into the play, and it's like oh well, comparisons, right? The whole social media, the whole what are my neighbors doing? What's what are my friends doing? Um, so when you're not grounded in your values and you're not um, connected with a purpose, and and you're not focusing your uh, efforts, you end up just being scattered. And a lot of the uh, technology. Using all the technology is great for a lot of things, but at the same time, it adds to that scatterness, that shiny object that, oh, look at what he's doing, she's doing, right? So, and then you have workaholism, which a lot of entrepreneurs suffer from. We love what we do, right? We love what we do. We find joy in it. And so we end up sacrificing your health, your exercise, your your relationships, because you put them on a lower level of importance than the success of your business, because it becomes your identity. I said this all last year, and I stand behind it, and I'll say it till I'm blue in the face. What COVID exposed was that the true vice in America isn't alcohol, isn't Netflix, isn't thing, it's work. And for the work first... Is, yeah, you're yeah, absolutely right. Work is the fifth leading cause of death in America. Yep. Mm-hmm. To obtain it's something to obtain something that you think is going to give you the fulfillment when there's a guy out of Kansas City who's a big multifamily investor and he uh, closed on $130 million worth of real estate last year. And his entire plan this year, he's got a podcast called Compression. And his entire goal is to close on $100 million worth of real estate working less time. And he's tracking everything. And I love that because when we, when you create this space and you, and you like, perfect example, I, I'm, I have a call at four today where I'm going to talk about networking and entrepreneurship. I, Pick five people that you want to meet this week. And then once you meet those people, you're done networking for the week. Like, like be right. plan. Like you don't need to meet 30 people this week. You can meet two people a week for the next 30 years. Like that sounds like a way better plan to me than trying to meet 60 people in one week. Well, you can meet one person that would really change the way you think, the way you, you do your business, the way you go to life. I mean, who says it should be 60 people? We put all this stress and, and expectations on ourselves. Really, it's an internal game, yeah. right? It's a mindset thing. And it's hard to get out of it when everybody else around you is swimming upstream and you're trying to swim downstream. You know, that's why I say on Hustle is a counterintuitive. It's a revolutionary approach to look at how we live and how we work. It's a lot more productive. It's a lot more creative. It's a lot healthier. It's a lot more fulfilling. But a lot of people don't get it because when they think and hustle, they think, oh, I'm going to take care of my health and I've got to slow down and I'm going to chill. And what they don't understand is that it actually you need all of these things to, to do high impact work. Do you know how many coaching clients have come to me and said, I, I can't work on myself because it's going to hurt my business? Yeah. And I'm like, you have it backwards. It's actually going to 10X your business by you working on yourself. You have it yeah. all flipped around. Well, look at what, what what is the biggest issue for entrepreneurs? What's the absolute biggest issue is is mindset. It's mm-hmm. dealing with fear. It's dealing with resistance. It's, it's not being creative enough. It's not being different enough. So you end up competing with what everybody else is doing. You don't get any one of these things by sitting on your computer working. Mm-hmm. You get them by 
going out, climbing a mountain, sailing an ocean. You get it by. I, mean, I just went with my husband. It was so funny this last uh, Easter. Yeah, so on Sunday we said let's go for uh, take the dog for a walk, and I'm thinking. You know, it's just a normal walk. I'm going to put my spring running shoes on. And and I live in Lake Tahoe, so we still have a ton of snow. And, and we started to uh, drive to a place where I quickly realized that it's going to be really, really busy because it's Tahoe and a lot of people are here right now um, ever since COVID started, but even before that. So we decided, okay, let's go to this hike that we normally go to. And it's in the back of a mountain. Uh, and I, was, I said to my husband, if there's a lot of snow there, I don't want to deal with it. And of course, we get out of the car and we're sinking up to our hips in snow. And I could have gone really easily, really pissed off and angry with him and get into a fight. But I chose to, to, to practice my mindfulness. Um, we ended up finding a bottle of champagne on the way up the mountain on Easter. What are the chances of that? And then I pointed to a little hill because I know he needs goals. I was like, let's just go up to that little hill up there and we'll drink the champagne and we'll come back. We end up having a great time, right? But um, it teaches you something. It, it, it teaches you, you know, you, you end up learning about yourself and how you deal with situations like this and gives you the courage to, to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. You don't get this stuff from checking emails. The number one thing that I'm working on and it's the last two years for me is, is emotional stability. I'm, I'm a very energetic guy. I wear my heart on my sleeve and it doesn't serve you in very large real estate deals to, to be over emotional. And if I didn't put myself in uncomfortable positions and real estate deals and all these things, then I wouldn't create the space necessary for me to work and, and fix and change and everything. Reading a book, which I read a lot, but, but like constantly reading and constantly taking information is not going to do anything. You have to you have to put your hand in the fire pretty much per, per se. And it served me because I'm not perfect, but I'm, I'm way better than I was. And, and, and one of the things it's so funny that you mentioned that story. Cause I'm the guy like, like, let's not like, you know, like, Oh, let's not like, especially when we're traveling, like, I don't want to go there. Every time we just like say, screw it. And we go, we have like this amazing experience. Yeah. Right? Like, like, Oh my God, we would have never saw this if we didn't do this. Right. Right. Yeah, we ended up having a snowball fight and we laughed and it was outside in nature and we all had fun. So much fun that I ended up doing a little video. I mean, we were literally sinking up to our hips in snow and we were exhausted, right? And we came back, my husband took a nap. I ended up I ended up uh, working on my own hustle uh, merchandise store because I just had this full blast of creativity in me while we were outside in nature. So um, back to you, though, um, on your emotional stability. How do you work on that? What do you do? I have studied a lot of the Stoic philosophy uh, and, and kind of I'm trying to understand that the triggers of why I'm getting emotional are for past reasons of why something didn't work. It has nothing to do with what's happening here. And I guess just over time, being in these situations over and over again, um, have created more of a, of a, of a neutral, a neutral way of thinking. And so because of that, I just had this conversation with myself, like, ugh, like it's not needed. Like focus on here. Like what I'm also doing is I, there's, a, I have a lot of stuff going on and I have a lot of stuff that I'm excited about, but I realized that not everybody needs to hear all the things that are going on. <laughs> like what, what serves this conversation? Let's talk about that one thing and then move on. Yeah. And, and something I've taken, and I'll be honest with you, this is the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Cause it's not my thing. 
but journaling 16 days in a row. I'm loving it. Like loving it. Like I feel like I'm writing a letter to myself every day and it just feels like I'm getting some stuff out and I haven't gone and looked at it yet, but I will soon. And I'm so excited about what's going to be in there over the, over the years and months to come. Nice. Yeah. I mean, journaling is such a powerful practice. It's a, it's a very, again, science proven, you know, only four days of journaling, 20 minutes a day, you start, you, you could put yourself in a better mood, positive mindset, release stress, all of these things. So, so good for you. Do you have um, some kind of a meditation or mindfulness practice? Same thing, 16 days in a row. I'm on five minutes right now. And it's, as my buddy said from Spain, he doesn't even call it meditation. It's shut the fuck up, shut the fuck up for five minutes. So <laughs> we're, we, we got five in, I'm going to, I'm going to take it to like seven and I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep extended. I, it's the first thing I do when I wake up, I read, I, I do the meditation and then I journal and then I go out for my 45 minute walk. And, uh, I'm, I need to start doing it at night too. I'm feeling there's a lot going on right now. And I feel, I feel like more in control. Yeah, because that was the one thing um, that really flipped the switch for me when I was in that hustle mindset to get more intentional and more, um, e- um, just have an easier time to deal with stress was um, I did a mindfulness-based uh, stress reduction training with John Kabat-Zinn. And it was, in the, it was 20 minutes a day, every day. Um, and it was like somebody flipped the switch in my brain when I was doing it. It was just all of a sudden you, it's not just the, the meditation necessarily part, but it's how you go through your days Yeah. Uh, from a, a lot less reactive, less um, stressed out mode. Well, as a perfect example, there, there are, I'm dealing with something right now, like a deal. And you're just like, Fuck, I don't want to be dealing with this, but I'm going to control what I can control. And the rest, of, the rest of the stuff, I know, but, we, but, but people don't, entrepreneurs especially don't feel that way because this sale didn't happen or this didn't think, okay, well, great. Well, maybe, maybe you're open up for an opportunity that you didn't even know was coming. Like, right. and, and we have to create this abundant mentality and, and move away from the victim mentality. And what I wanted to talk to you about is from your training and, and kind of what y'all preach Let's get real tactical for a reason. Anybody that's feeling stuck, anybody that's kind of this conversation is resonating with them. How do they go about, because this is not an easy process for me. This has been a two-year odyssey and we still a long way, but, but every day working on it, how do they go about shifting the narrative? Yeah, it's a, that's a great, let's get into it. Some tactical things. So the one thing that um, I can tell you what helped me, um, and then we can talk about what biology, right? Neuroscience and biology, how to make biology work for you instead of against you. Because what works for me may not work for you. But what worked for me was actually taking a little bit of time in the morning, like you just mentioned. And I call it the unhustle morning rituals. I don't preach getting up at 5 a.m. Uh, because I preach of working with your biology, like knowing your chronotype, knowing when uh, when you're most effective, more most efficient. I don't even use an alarm clock to to wake up. I mm-hmm. leave my body de- determined. But then I have these unhustle morning rituals uh, that I've dubbed like the sunrise method, which are really, really important to me. And I I, I choose uh, from them based on how I feel. So I don't do all of them as a routine. But basically the rituals that I've um, studied and, and again, based on science are the S stands for sleep. 
And so in the morning, you use sun, the sunlight or daylight to change your melatonin so you can actually improve your sleep. Um, so that's the S. Uh, U stands for unplugging or starting mm-hmm. your day without your phone because the minute you check your emails, news, messages, it puts you in a reactive mode. It puts you it actually in you get stressed out. So then you can't think of your priorities and, and you can't actually get any work done with a more of a clear mind. Uh, and stands for spending time in nature. So I heard you say you're going for a walk outside and in that time you can practice a little bit of mindfulness or gratitude or whatever it is. Um, just being with your thoughts is how you change the narrative, how you talk to yourself about what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, changing your stinking thinking. <laughs> It's kind of the idea for that, just being being alone with your thoughts really is the, is the goal there. But nature is such a healing healing uh, agent in our, in our life that if you live close to, to nature, it's great to uh, take advantage of it. Um, R stands for reading and writing. So I heard you like journaling or reading something inspirational, even if it's just a page. Um, sunrise. I is for intention. Like what are like the three things you want to get done today? S is for the stillness. It's your mindfulness meditation practice, gratitude. Maybe if it's if if, if you're not into meditation and mindfulness, just maybe drink your coffee and take five minutes, like you said, shut the fuck up for five mm-hmm. minutes and just do nothing. Just just uh just be with your own thoughts. Just observe your thoughts. You know, 80% of our thoughts are repetitive thoughts. Yep. 90% of them are negative. Mm-hmm. So you gotta rewire your brain. The way to rewire your brain is by getting your body to sit still. Mm-hmm. And oh, then E is yeah. for the energy part. So that's your, you know, whether you do like a quick workout, some movement, cold shower, bulletproof coffee, whatever, to kind of get some energy before you get working. All of these rituals put you in a more of a state of flow and in the focused state during the day. So from a biological perspective, working in your neuroscience perspective, how can you change things around is knowing that your brain fires neurons based on information. And so you got to change the information. And that's, that's what it becomes really hard for people. They say, oh, I'm, I'm, uh, let's say I'm really tired of being on Zoom calls. You're really tired of being on Zoom calls because we're not used to watching a video and, and especially seeing yourself in a video for that long. So after 30 minutes, attention starts to decline. So hide the self-view of your Zoom calls, for mm-hmm. example, just real tactical mm-hmm. tip. You know, there's a three mm-hmm. three uh, dots on your on your screen. So if you click on that, you can do hide Sylvia. Another th- thing is uh, change. You know, you need a designated place in your house where you're working because your brain the, your brain knows that your house is where you sleep and it's a happy place. You you play where you make meals and all of a sudden we introduce work into this and your brain's not used to this so all of a sudden especially if you're bringing like technology in your bedroom where you sleep your brain's thinking this is the time for me to work mm. and so you got to change all of this so good all of that so good and more importantly something that came up a different kind of caveat because there's a first of all before i get into that area there's a book that i bought for like 40 people <laughs> i should have an affiliate link but uh, what you say when you talk to yourself, 
And that whole book talks about the, the synapses of the brain and how to rewire your brain and how to start it with affirmations and everything starts with a thought. And it, it's just one of those foundational books that's so important, uh, you know, coming who I help in the recovery space and all that stuff is, you know, you just kind of have to like replace bad habits with good ones. And it starts in the mental space. But something that's very interesting that you came up when you when you when you hit on the word energy is and I and I have this habit to or used to a lot is that I think that because we have these distractions and because we have all these things happening to us and we're not taking the time in the morning, I don't think that we as a society, meaning the main person, even knows how to show up. Like they don't even know their natural state because we're we're so inundated with, with lights and Netflix and everything. And so their identity is wrapped up into how somebody else used them. And, and I think that's a bigger issue than people understand, because if you don't know how you truly are, if you haven't spent time in nature, if you haven't spent time disconnected, then, then, then you're going to operate in that, in that elevated anxiety state because you're not living in your truths. And, and that's the, the massive disconnect in identity and, and what we're doing. And that's really what fuels the anxiety with inside people. Exactly. So a really good journaling prompt for that is to ask yourself, who are you without the doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Man, that's so powerful. Because I we had a guy on our other podcast and he said, I want to ask you a question. If it wasn't on Instagram, like, would you go to the gym? Like, what? Like, do you go to the gym for social pressure or do you go to the, or do you work out because you actually want to work out? And it's one of those questions that if you sit with it, it's a really important question. And it really took me back and it made me sit like, am I getting healthy? Is it just for me? Do I train for Ironmans? Is it just for me or is it for the accolations? And I think we can look at that in many aspects of life. Yeah. And which reminds me a really good way to rephrase what you, how you're going through life or change that thinking, change your thinking. Thinking is, um, so let's say replacing, I have to, or I must, which is the masturbations, right? So in Mm -hmm. psychology, with I choose to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So in your case, I have to. I have to get a workout in. Yeah. Or yeah. I choose to get a workout in. I choose to because I need it. Yeah, for myself. Not even because yeah. you need it because it's because you f- it feels good or you know yeah. it's, it's just it's playful or it gives you a break from work. It gives you your mind a chance to you know wander and and put all the information you've processed to, from the day and come up with a brilliant idea. I mean, I now look at my time off as a necessity for my productivity and creativity, but that took me a long way to switch my thinking around because I used to think, oh, I need to take, I need to take time off because it's good for me or I need to take time off. Uh, I need a break. Now I'm like, I need to go on a break because I need, I have to come up with a better idea for my book and that's not going to happen while I'm sitting in front of the computer and I know it's going to happen up in the mountain. So I'm taking my dog and I'm going out because I look at it as more of a creative outlet and a productive outlet as opposed to, oh, it's good for me. Yeah, that to me, that conversation that you just had is the ultimate shift. That's Mm -hmm. That's the next level. And as I'm thinking about that, I'm playing things over in my mind like that is the the game changer when you realize that you need that time to switch the narrative and and then create 
what I always do, I think personal development can be too much personal development sometimes. Uh, so I get my clients to read Big Magic. It's a, it's a great book. I love it. She wrote Eat, Pray, Love. And it just basically talks about art and, and, and creativity. And I think people don't understand that they don't own their art. Like you don't own your ideas. It's, it's art. It's, it's thoughts out there. It's energy moving through you. And, and by getting out in nature, you are you get, or moving your body or something. You never know what's going to come up. And when I am in a, when I'm in a rut, when I'm in a loop, I, there's, I have no creative thoughts. And that's when I know I'm off. Like if right. I'm not thinking of like some crazy business idea, I know that I got to reset. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And the best place to do that is in nature. You know, I was on a hike last summer and uh, went up to the top of a mountain. No snow this time, but uh, went up to the very, very top of the mountain by myself I was with my dog. And there was nothing, no connection up there. Mm-hmm. So I sat on this rock and I just they couldn't use my phone, right? Um, and I was like, I wonder if I can all these words started to come to me and I was thinking, I'm just going to write a poem. I don't write poems. And all of a sudden this poem comes to me and I actually had to use my phone to put it in the notes. Um, and it just kept flowing and flowing and flowing. And all of a sudden sure. I'm like writing this poem. And it's funny because I have a, a, a group of people I'm taking through right now on a, on a little kind of unhustle mastery, like a mastermind program. And they're uh, one of the, challenges for the week was to write a poem doesn't matter how how long or how short and uh, one of them just sent me something really beautiful and I was going yeah this, you know they got into their into their flow because it's yeah. um it's so um we're such creative creatures and we've completely um pushed that down with everything that we're doing and if you actually if you look at entrepreneurship um entrepreneurship is in decline creativity and innovation are in decline. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so when I look at Unhustle and I look at what I'm trying to do with Unhustle, I'm going, we need to save society. We need to save entrepreneurship. We need to save our businesses because we are falling behind other countries. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. All of the above. Yes. I just finished a book, Nomad Capitalist, and he helps entrepreneurs retire or move their business overseas. And he was beating the drum of you egotistical Americans need to understand that you are losing the race and you're not the country. There are aspects of the country, whether it be business, schooling, whatever it is that we're not as far ahead as we think we are. In some cases we're losing. And more importantly, it's because we, you, you hit it on the head. The creativity part is, is lost. Everybody just kind of follows suit and what I do, and it's, and, and people think I'm this, like, I, I've said it a couple of times and they're like, what? A lot of times people will quote quotes back to me and I'll be like, who said that? That's awesome. And they're like, you said that. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and I feel like, and it happens in my writing and it happens speaking. Sometimes I feel like I black out. Like, I don't remember I said it and I've learned to just go with it. I don't care about the spelling. I don't care about thing. I just write. And, so you I can't, mm-hmm. and I can't, I can't stop till I get the thought out and I've read it back. And I had a guy who knows me real well the other day. And he was asking what, he's like, what are you going to do when you're like older, like your older part of your life? And I was like, I think it's going to be pretty fucking interesting. I think it's going to be wild. 
And he's like, I see you as a movie director. And I'm like, what? Like, I've never thought about that. But what's weird, right, is after this last year and after traveling a bunch and, and kind of refinding myself, I love, like, photography. Like, I love these, these things that I know that I'm going to get into heavy. And there's a creative spark inside of me that is really tapped in. And I feel like when I tap into that part of me, I'm a happier person. And when exactly. I don't, I'm mm-hmm. the opposite. And I think, I think, I don't think people understand the concept that part of why you're upset and pushing so hard is because you've lost your dream somewhere mm-hmm. in the, in the midst of this. And you're pushing for something that no longer is yours. And yeah. that's why you're, there's no fulfillment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how I got into marketing in the first place. I loved the creative aspect of it. And that's why I had to get out of it because I lost my creativity mm-hmm. because all this hustling uh, 24-7, you know, sleeping with my phone, I lost my creativity, which was the very reason my clients were hiring me for, right? And all of a sudden, I mean, I was still producing and they were still loving the work, but I knew I had lost it. Mm-hmm. And I, love- I wanted to get out because, um, because I need to be creative. So... Um, I just watched two movies. You're talking about not losing your dream. I just watched two movies with two amazing athletes that I, you might have seen. One is with Alex climbing El Cap without a rope. I haven't watched it yet. My my girlfriend's talked about it a bunch, yeah. Amazing. I mean, if okay. you want to talk about, I mean, okay. the, guy, right. the guy climbed El Cap without I'm gonna, a rope. I'm going to watch it tonight. So It's insane. And the other one, just as insane, is about this girl out of uh, Hawaii, Bethany, who lost her arm to a shark attack yeah. and then she just crushed it with surfing. So talk about going after your dream and overcoming whatever fear you have along the way to just pursue that. And, you know, I'm all for, I'm all for, when I talk about hustle, I'm all for grit. I'm all for hard work. I'm all for meaningful work. There's no question about that, but I, I hate, uh, and I don't stand for this mindless, um, hustling that we've gotten ourselves into that jeopardizes our creativity and 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 performance and and well being. You know, mental health among entrepreneurs is not a pretty is not a pretty scene. There's there's two things I'll share and, and I'll I'll wrap it in in what I give advice to young kids. Just because you can buy the deal doesn't mean you should. <laughs> and, the, and the best deal that you might buy might be the one that you don't buy. And so the same thing, just because you can do the work because you're awake doesn't mean that you should actually be doing the work. <laughs> like mindless work does not really yield any create. It doesn't yield actually what you're looking for. And so before we get out of here, is there any message that you want to share uh, with every entrepreneur that's listening out there? I mean, the only message I want to share with every entrepreneur who's listening out there would be to just ask yourself, what are you hustling for? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the end goal? And and if that fulfills you and that drives you, then by all means, keep doing it. But if something's missing in your life, then do the necessary changes to address it before it's too late. And agree more. If people want to find out about your mission, what you got going on, how would they do that? Uh, my website is unhustle.com. Pretty simple. You can find all the social media channels and all the programs and everything that I do on it. Guys, thank you so much for listening. If you like this episode, make sure you send it to a friend, rate us and review us, and we'll see you next time.
Thank you. Thank you for listening to Construct Your Life with Austin Lenny. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to start constructing your life by taking immediate action on what you learned. For show notes, resources, and more information on one-on-one coaching with Austin, visit constructyourlifepodcast.com.